change is dang. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're a wild. You're a wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. It's Tuesday. I'm so excited. I'm not going to lie. I love being in L.A. because it's not cold, but it's not warm. So it's like, like 60 degrees. It's just that refreshing feeling. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Broadcasting live from L.A. this week. Um, well, today, just you. Yeah, just me. Uh, today, my wife and I are doing The Real. So we'll be on The Real talking about couples and relationships and our podcast and everything that we got coming up. So... We're both excited about that. I'll be tuning in. I also have my live show tonight. It's the day before Valentine's Day today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be at Highline Ballroom with the ladies. And we're going to have a good time. Little Mo is coming with her husband. Okay. And Amara La Negra is coming from Love & Hip Hop. And then I have some special performances that are going to be happening. So I'm excited to yeah. do my live show. It's only the second time I've done it. Yeah, I'm doing my uh, live show next Monday. The, the 19th is sold out. So... I'm, I'm going to do more live shows. People really enjoy it, and, and it's different than a club. It's different than just, it's different. People can come out and have a good time. It's date night. So I'm going to do more of those. People seem to like it, and I, and I enjoy it. I enjoy touching the people. Well, pause. I'm not going to do more of it. It's a lot of work for me organizing everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's lot. fun. I, it's I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Well, Charlemagne, I'm, I'm, he's a little late. I'm sure last night he went to go see Black Panther, so he's in heaven right now. I'm sure he went to sleep in his uh, costume, and <laughs> he's trying to get out of that costume. He might wear his costume today. He might have a little tights on today, so you never know. Yeah, he did the whole Black Panther thing yesterday. I actually, I went to a Nets game Okay. yesterday. I didn't they stay lost. till the end. Yeah, I don't I mean, know, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even stay till the end because I had to uh, go somewhere else. But I did do that. And um, are you geared up for Valentine's Day? It's tomorrow. Um, you know, Valentine's Day, I'm excited about it. I'm going to be out here in L.A., and I, I really don't know the restaurants or where to go, so I'm just trying to get people's opinions on where I should go in L.A. for Valentine's, where I should take the wife. So I really don't know. We have a bunch of meetings that day as well, so we'll do something. As long as we get it in in the bedroom, I'm, I'm sure wife would be happy. That sounds like every day. I don't know yeah, what's so special about that. That's why she's so happy. I get it in every day. Give her a break for once. All right. Nope. No break. <laughs> All right. No. Well, we are getting ready for front page news. We are going to be talking about a new plan that the mm-hmm. White House wants to implement and get rid of food stamps. All right. And also, Damon John will be joining us, you know, from FUBU, from Shark Tank. So we'll kick it with him. He has a new book. We'll talk to him about everything, about finances, about making money. So we'll do that next. Keep it locked. It's Kendrick Lamar's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now let's talk about Amazon. What's going on with Amazon? Well, Amazon is going to be laying off hundreds of employees. They're saying the majority of those layoffs are going to affect the headquarters in Seattle. But there may be some global teams that are affected as well. This doesn't mean that Amazon is not doing well, clearly, because they actually made $2 billion in profit in the last quarter from the holiday shopping season. That's the largest result in its history. And they're also building a second headquarters that's going to cost a minimum of $5 billion to construct and operate. And they're going to create as many is 50,000 jobs, according to Amazon. But what they are doing is getting ready to start their annual planning process. They're making a headcount adjustment across the company. So there will be reductions in different places and aggressive hiring in others. So it's just a restructuring. I thought they do that every year, though. I thought Amazon hires, uh, you know, hundreds and thousands of people for the holidays and then they <clears throat> lay them off in about February. Well, that's temporary jobs, but these are long, more long-term employees. So there are certain departments that they're actually going to be affected. And they said a lot of those departments are more mature areas of their business, like it's online retail operations. They're about to replace all the humans with robots. That's all that's going down. Well, no, they're still hiring. They actually right now have 3,900 open job listings and 12,000 positions open worldwide. So they are still hiring. It's not a headcount thing. It's just restructuring. That's got to suck, though. They fire you and then you go online and see that they got mad jobs available. You better learn how to do something in a different department. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not, it's not that uh, we weren't hiring. We just didn't want you anymore. And the new headquarters, like I said, as many as 50,000 jobs will be created from it. That sucks. Now let's talk about the White House. What's going on with the White House? Oh, well, now this is different. The White House has made a proposal 
to replace about half of Americans' monthly cash benefits that they get with a box of food. So people that get food stamps are going to be affected by this. They want to do a harvest box. So basically, in this box, it's going to have no. food for people who need assistance feeding themselves and their families. It's all homegrown Mm-mm. by American farmers and producers. And they're saying in this food box will be things like shelf-stable milk. When was that good for you? Juice, grains, cereals, pasta, peanut butter, beans, canned meat. Mm-mm. What canned meat is good for you? Mm-mm. Poultry or fish and canned fruits and vegetables. Canned mm. fruits and vegetables are nowhere near as good for you as fresh fruits and vegetables. So basically, they're saying that box will be valued at about half of the recipient's monthly benefits and the remainder of their benefits would still be given to them on electronic electronic benefit cards as before. But sounds like a mess. What if you have food allergies? What if there's certain things you don't eat because of your diet or because of religious purposes? Man, Just, don't nobody want no unseasoned chicken from that White House? Now, Barack then was still in the White House. Me. You know the food would probably still be popping, okay? But don't nobody want no unseasoned chicken from that damn White House? Keep that box of unseasoned chicken. And then they're saying there's other concerns, like how could families go and pick up the food? What if you don't have a car and you can't go and get that box? And Give me my EBT, please, and let me go get my goddamn crab legs and shrimp. Right. And lobster tails. My goodness. All right, so we'll keep you updated on that whole plan that they are trying to approve in the White House. All right, and that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset and you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. Maybe you went to see uh, Black Panther last oh, night. Oh, I did see Black excited. Panther last night. I saw Black Panther last night, man. I went to the Marvel screen in the Black Panther last night, and then I got my own screen in the night. All I'm going to tell y'all to do is go see the movie. Best movie you ever saw? I'm, all I'm going to tell y'all is go see the movie. I'm not. It's no need to put no expectations on it or, or set the bar all crazy. Just go see the movie. That's all. Did I'm you wear your you. costume? I had my helmet on. I definitely had helmet. my helmet on last night. Which okay. I thought more people would have been in costume last night because it was the Marvel premiere, but no, they weren't. <laughs> it was just you? I mean, you know, you had people in their African garb, though. A lot of the sheikis, okay? Cause, mm-hmm. But they didn't have on, like, full-blown full, full blown costumes. You know, I was a Black Panther for Halloween. But right. all I'm going to tell you to do is just go see the movie. I ain't going to okay. tell you if it's good or not. I ain't going to tell you if it's bad. I'm just going to tell you go see it. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. Or if you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, good morning. Who's this? Yo, Charlamagne, man. I'm disappointed in you, bro. Why? My man, you're a journalist. You're the, you're part of the media. Why did you take yourself from this Troy Avenue interview? We needed you on this interview yesterday, man. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. We need to hear your perspective since you know what's going on. You know I, don't, I, mean? I don't know nothing, but you yeah, didn't. You know what's going on. You, I think it's because you're on the side of the hater. That's why you didn't want to be a part of it. Well, here's the thing. I'm not on the side of nobody, but you know, if yeah, you, you remember. Are, if, my man, I think everybody is, is, is coming down on Troy Ave, but everybody don't recognize how this whole thing stemmed and how it started. You how, know how it started. How about everybody need to recognize the fact that Ronald McFadden banger is dead? And if you, you know, know if we understand if, that, we understand, I think everybody, I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a given. I was thinking that how it started. Everything started from 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 Twitter and from bullying and from hating. And everybody's coming down this young man like he's he's just snitching out of nowhere, or he's just talking about it out of nowhere. When he was minding his business, doing what he needed to do, and somebody came out and, and provoked him. Well, all I'm gonna say is this: if you remember that last interview, and you remember uh, the energy that last interview created, and the family being upset yeah, and no, agitated. With Troy, the only thing with Troy that I don't like is that he he, he tends not to be a unapolog- He tends to be unapologetic. Well, and that's what I'm. Saying and that's why I'm not entertaining that but, energy because I don't want to agitate the family. You're the media, my man. You're the media. You gotta get that. You gotta get that for the people to see. Let me ask you a question. You don't think that certain media personalities choose not to do certain interviews for certain reasons? Of course, obviously. But that you and you're the media is supposed to be unbiased. People look to you for for information. People so, look to you so, for this. So, so, so the best way to be un, the best way to be unbiased is to remove yourself from the situation. Uh, if you already think I'm biased, right? You copping out right now, Charlie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just We'll just see how the trial plays out, sir. We'll definitely keep you updated. All right. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is R. Squiggly from Virginia. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Look, man, I'm going to be honest with you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really like a heartwarming person. I really love this. I don't love this girl, but I've been talking to this girl for a month and a half. Everything was good. We talked every single day, FaceTime every single day, at least five times a day, right? Over the weekend, Saturday, she stops talking to me out of nowhere. Mm. And then comes to find out, I check her Snapchat. She's with her ex-boyfriend. Damn it, right. man. Now, yes, and now she's going on 
she's going on day three, staying the night over her ex-boyfriend's house. Wow. And I, I, I confronted her yesterday and was like, yo, you know, because I FaceTimed her after I got off work. I work at a sex shop, a local sex shop. I got <laughs> off work and I FaceTimed her and I was like, you know, what's up? And then she carried me. You know what I'm saying? She was acting like, she like, instead of just like, she, you know, we've been talking every single day. She made it seem like, oh, why am I calling her? And I and I said it, and she was with her ex-boyfriend. I said it in, in front of both of them. I was like, we talk every single day. Like, you just switched up on me. Well, that was, so, so was that your girlfriend or just somebody you were dating? Definitely not his girl. Why do you care? Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. You get to save money. Exactly. Exactly. You get to save money. You're a little hurt, though. You're a little He's hurt because you did hurt. like her. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I am her. I ain't going to front Right. Her. It's okay. It's okay to be know. hurt. But you got to move on, bro. Girl, she doesn't, get, she she doesn't save want money you. tomorrow. Why That's do you what? care? I don't know if it's from, like, from being on Jerry Springer or something, but, like, it, it just, that went just downhill for me. You know, you was on I'm Jerry saying, like, Springer? Like, yeah, if you look up oh, Lost boy. I sung a song and broke up with a girl uh, last year. Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. You deserve everything that's coming yeah, your you way. Do. Today's Jerry Springer's birthday, bro. by the way. Today, Jerry Springer you, is 74 years old. He called up here just to promote his goddamn Jerry Springer appearance. Like, we're going to go all the way back on, on YouTube from a few years ago <laughs> with Black Panther coming out this week. Nobody got that kind of time. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Queen God, DJ Envy, this friend from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Yo. Valentine's Day. Valentine's is tomorrow, tomorrow Fred. He wants to make well, sure I'm he gets through. I'm calling you today. I ain't going to be able to get to you the rest of the week before y'all go on vacation. Happy Valentine's Day today. Yes, you're the first one a- uh, to tell me that, so thank you. Thank you. I have a, a, a quick story and then a question real quick. A um, couple days ago, went by a co-worker's house to drink and smoke a little bit. I'm thinking, okay, let's see what this do. I get over there. She got her best friend over there, her uh, niece and her brother, who's in the community. I have no problem with that. Do you, boo, do you. So they over there smoking like we trying to qualify for the Olympics. I don't smoke that much. Uh-oh. So after about an hour into it, Uncle Charlotte, this is what you call a teachable moment. I can see and I can hear, but I can't move my body, brother. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the queen has slipped me something, and he's going to make me part of the community. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, so what, what, happened? what actually so that, happened? What happened next? Well, what happened was they let me sit there and sweat it off for about an hour, and they took my drunk ass home. Okay, oh, that's no. what you think. That's what you remember. You just couldn't <laughs> handle it. That's what it. I remember. That's okay. what I remember, sir. And gotcha. my question is, I see last week I had two queens on there. My question is, maybe if it would enhance my uh, time to get up there a little bit earlier if I come through the back door? We had two queens up here. We only had one up here last week. That was Bobby Light. No, and then how about the one guy, the activist? Wasn't he a queen? Oh, Oh, David John. David. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my man. Okay. Y'all had two. So can I get up there faster if I come through the back door? No, you got to have something to say. Bobby Light is on Love and Hip Hop Miami, and David is a, a, a HIV AIDS awareness advocate. Well, yes, not an advocate, advocate a, whatever you call it. I ain't nothing but a bum to go to work every day, sir. Oh, oh you, no, we, you we, we appreciate your every day you, struggle. As long as you know your place <laughs> in the ecosystem. Well, thank you, Fred. Hello, who's this? Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer, get it off your chest. <laughs> I'm mad because I believe Sunday my wife gave me $50, and I lost it. It's here in the house, and I have no idea where Don't you it hate is. that? Retrace yes, your steps. Just trying to remember where you were. I was here in the bed, but I don't find it. But I find the $10 that she left here on top, but nothing else. Hmm. The pee on top? No. The, you know, on the ten dollars on top, on top of the dresser. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's the worst when you, you lose money. It feels good when you find it, but well, I'm sorry for you, Mama. Can't help you. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Stan from St. Louis. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man. I'm mad because I'm in the army and it's currently twenty degrees here in St. Louis, and I got to get up and go PT. You know, run man. in the cold and all that. You well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you for protecting us, though. But that sucks. I, I I'm know. sure. Man, you just don't understand. I be shivering, and sometimes they'll be like, all right, strip it down to your shorts. I'm like, what? Wow, I am not built like that. I respect you. That just sounds freaky, bro. Somebody just want to see your shrinkage. (laughs) I mean, hey, it may be the case, man. It's a new army, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but at at that point, I'm just shivering and don't even care who looking. I let her get this over with. Hey, man, don't ask, don't tell. Oh, boy. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up at any time. You got rumors on the way? Yes. What is next for Mary J. Blige after she got an Oscar nomination in Mudbound? What is she doing next? We'll tell you what she has coming up. Also, Cardi B, what's she up to? Find out who she's going on tour with. 
All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's Yow. get to the rumors. Let's talk Mary J. Blige. It's Spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Man, I love to see Mary J. Blige out here winning. And she did get an Oscar nomination for her performance in Mudbound and won for Best Original Song as well. Drop on the clues bomb for her in Mudbound. Now she is joining the cast of Netflix's upcoming show, The Umbrella Academy. It's based on Jared Way of My Chemical Romance fame's comic book series. And it's uh, following a dysfunctional family of superheroes as they reunite to uncover who killed their father. So she will be playing Cha-Cha, who time travels to kill her marks. So congratulations. Well, just make sure when y'all put her in this time travel movie, y'all make her wardrobe match what time she's in. Because in Mudbound, she had on some ASOS glasses. And that was a period piece during the Jim Crow segregation era. All right, now Bruno Mars has announced more 24 Carat Magic tour dates, and those tour dates are with Cardi B. That's going to be The final dope. leg is going to start September 7th in Denver, and it's going to end with a four-night stand at the Staples Center in L.A. The tour, those last few tickets, will go on sale Friday, February 16th at noon. So this Friday, you'll have a chance to go get some tickets to go see Bruno Mars with Cardi B supporting at LiveNation.com. Does Bruno Mars take on some of the beef that Cardi may have on the West Coast now? Hell no. <laughs> huh? Well, so far, his tour has made more than 135 stops. That's crazy, and it sold more than 2 million tickets. But is so. Bruno going to have problems with the Crips, though? No, I'm sure he won't. All right, Kobe Bryant, he did an interview with Jamil Hill. She's joined the undefeated staff, as you know by now. And she asked about whether or not he would join in the anthem protest if he was still an active NBA player. Here is how Kobe responded. I would have participated in it, for sure. Sure, I would have gotten some flack for it, but that's fine. And I think what Colin's message was a very simple one. is police brutality needs to stop. I think we have the right for peaceful protests. From my point of view, I mean, that's what the flag represents as well. The ability to voice your opinion, and everybody's entitled to that. I didn't really see any NBA players participating in that, though. Right. But a lot of NBA players do speak out and have always spoken out against the injustices, especially injustices that were happening at the hands of the police to unarmed black men. I mean, you know, they, the Brooklyn Nets were wearing the I Can't Breathe t-shirts. LeBron has always been very vocal. Yeah, LeBron has worn it. The Cavs have worn it before. All right, now, since we're talking basketball, let's talk about LeVar Ball. As you know, he wants all three of his boys to play for the Lakers, and he has made that wish very public multiple times, but he just told Lithuanian media he has a strategy. Now, he says that Lonzo will leave the Lakers for another team via free agency if they don't sign his two younger brothers, Leangelo and LaMelo. He said Lonzo will be on his third year, and I want to let every NBA team know that Lonzo is not going to re-sign with the Lakers, but will go to any team that will take all of my three boys. I'm going to be honest with you. I got to hear LeVar Ball say that. <laughs> I don't believe that he said that. That sounds that, I crazy. I don't believe he said that. I read that headline this morning, and I don't hear no audio. I don't see no video. Yes. I don't trust Lithuania news. Okay, well, we'll see. If I, he, that don't even sound That don't even I'm sound sure if he really re- said realistic. it, he's, he's not going to hold his tongue. He said, we don't have to go to any draft. Just sign him in a free agency. You don't have to give Jello $15 million. Give my Give him a million for three years. We'll take it because they make so much money off the court. They lose spare change. I can guarantee you something he said was taken totally out of context. Yeah, he could have said that. That don't even sound remotely accurate at all. If, if, they, if, the Lakers don't re, if the Lakers don't sign my other two sons, Lonzo's not going to resign it. That don't sound right. Now, the rest of this article says, but what's better than three ball boys together? The big three, the original big three. So you think it's fake news? Yes, I do. And I would like the record to show that I have my big ball of slides. Drop on the clues bombs for my big ball of oh, brain slides. Oh, you got them. They came a while ago. They came, like, they, came like, they came a few weeks ago, actually. Took like, a, what, eight months to a year? Um, it took a, it took a while. But, but they, they updated you. Like on the status. Throughout. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. They absolutely did. Okay. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. We got front page news next. Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about <sighs> the White House is trying to switch up how you get your food stamps. We'll tell you what it is. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk about your White House, Yee. Uh, yes. All right. Well, Trump's administration has a proposal now. They want to replace nearly half of Americans who get monthly cash benefits with a box of food. No. 
So that would affect households that get at least $90 a month in food stamps. It's called USDA America's Harvest Box. So basically, their plan is all of it is homegrown by American farmers and producers. And they're saying that it's going to be a nutritious box of food with items like, now tell me how nutritious this sounds, shelf-stable milk, juice grains, cereals, pasta, peanut butter, beans, canned meat, poultry or fish, and canned fruits and vegetables. Don't nobody want them rations. Yeah, come on. Listen, White House, keep your unseasoned chicken and your quiche and your arugula. Okay, last thing I want is a meal from the devil's kitchen. Give me my EBT so I can go get my frozen shrimp. Now, what if I'm a vegetarian and I don't want any canned meat? What if I don't eat canned meat or canned poultry or canned fish? (laughs) If I'm a vegetarian, give me my EBT so I can go get Pop-Tarts. What if I'm a vegan and I don't eat and I don't drink milk or anything like, uh, you know, pasta, certain things? Like, that just doesn't even make sense to me. If, so If the Obama White House was giving away food, that would be amazing. The candy yams, mac and cheese, honey glazed salmon. All right? I, don't I know still want to be able to eat what I want to eat. I don't want you to send me a box of food and say I'm forced to eat this. Send me some Lunchables if you want to send me a box of food, okay? All right, now let's talk about our favorite <laughs> former president, Barack Obama, and former First Lady Michelle Obama. The National Portrait Gallery unveiled portraits of both of them. They actually selected acclaimed African-American artist to portray them, Kehinde Wiley, who, by the way, has a huge, beautiful painting in the Brooklyn Museum. As soon as you walk in, that's always the first thing that I see. So he picked him to do his portrait. And then Michelle Obama has Baltimore-based artist Amy Sherald, who painted her. Now, here is what former President Barack Obama had to say. I want to thank you for so spectacularly capturing the grace and beauty and intelligence and charm and hotness (laughs) of the woman that I love. So cute. And here's what Michelle Obama had to say. I'm also thinking about all of the young people, particularly girls and girls of color, who in years ahead will come to this place and they will see an image of someone who looks like them hanging on the wall of this great American institution. And when I think about those future generations, I think again, wow, what an incredible journey we are on together in this country. We have come so far. And yes, as we see today, we still have a lot more work to do. Whenever I hear Barack uh, speak about Michelle Obama, all I think is he better be on point on Valentine's Day. <laughs> can, you I'm sure ima- he is. can you imagine if he just gives little trash ass gifts like a card? I doubt it. You know but what how, I mean? but how can he possibly balloon. go out, though? How can he possibly go out and shop without everybody on top of him, though? Well, uh, a lot of people shop online. Service. No, it's this thing called Secret Service. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think you're getting within 60, 100 feet of Barack Obama. Okay. I'm, sure they, right. shut, I'm sure they still shut shores down for Barack. Shut stores down. Shut shores. Shut shores. Yeah, those two. <laughs> I'm sure you can get a beach closed if you want to. Okay. But, yeah, I love it. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Damon John from Shark Tank and Fubo, he'll be joining us. He has a new book, and we'll kick it with him. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Damon John. Yes, What's sir. happening? New book, Rise and Grind. Rise and Grind. What is it about, man? It's about getting up and being overproductive and out hustling the competition, mm-hmm. you know, making it somewhere. Right. Like how, like how we do every morning. Like how you do. I mean, I mean, listen, y'all, y'all are the kings and queens of getting people up and getting them amped and ready to rise and grind. So, so absolutely. I see so many people that will like sit at home and watch television, and their show is on, and they, uh, all they do, like they seen every single television show. They're like, oh yeah, I saw that whole season. I saw that. I saw this. And I'm like, damn, when are you working? I mean, I, that's the point, right? I'm getting, you know, as I take the book out there, I'm seeing, meeting so many amazing people, and I got so many amazing tips in there. But if you know what's going on and you've been watched the whole entire season of House of Cards or mm-hmm. Game of Thrones and you don't know what's going on in your life and in your kid's life, then you screw it up. You're not going to get anywhere. I don't even know what day it is today. And I won't know what day it is today. Some people have to remind me of what day it is. Because you're you know busy I'm hustling. I'm so busy grinding. I yeah. got to go, oh, my God, it's Monday, oh, Tuesday, or Wednesday, whatever the case is. <laughs> but if you if you binge watching, then you're already lost. Because a lot of people complain, oh, I want to be doing this. I hate my job. I hate my life. But they're not productively, actively doing anything to change that. Here's the best part about people complaining. First of all, you know, when you complain, 20% of the people don't care about your problems. And all the 80% are really, really happy you have them. Right, so the last thing you should be doing is complaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, because everybody else got their own problems, their own dreams and hopes. Like, why are you doing this? 
you encourage all the readers to take control of their lives and their careers in a meaningful way. So how, how can this book, you know, help help people gain more success within their careers? Well, here's the problem. You know, here, here's the situation in the book. I have 15 people in there, everybody from myself, Catherine Zeta-Jones, to Gary Santana, Gary V, my man. Um, and then I got other people in there like uh, Kyle Maynard. He climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with no arms, no legs, no prosthetics, right? And I asked them what were their first uh, 90 minutes they do a day. Because if you have a mentor, you're not seeing what they do the first 90 minutes of the day. You know, a lot of people in there, they have techniques like they will not answer any emails for the first hour of the day. I they definitely will... applied that to my life. I heard that from Will Smith a while ago, and I definitely applied that to 100%, my life. 100%, because once you, start, once you get up and you start opening your emails, you start taking care of everybody else's problems in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you're caught up in some system looking at everybody else's problems. So my buddy uh, Chris Sacker will say his inbox is his... Uh, defense is outboxes offense they'll send out emails mm. and they'll put things in motion such as that so there are a lot of tips in there mm-hmm. on how to be super mm. super productive throughout your day don't go on instagram for the first hour because you're going to get social media depression everybody else is sexier yes. happier skinnier richer and they're not they're just as screwed up as everybody else but they're projecting all this perfection on you so number one you're taking care of everyone else's problems when you wake up and number two you're depressed at how everybody else is doing so well and you're letting everybody else set the tone for your day instead of setting the tone for the day yourself 100 percent. and then listen you know what else happens in the book i realize it myself and i learned from this People don't schedule their family and or personal thing. They don't schedule time to call their mother or kiss their wife or go ahead and take their daughter to dinner. But what they'll do is they'll schedule when to be on the train, when to go to the office, when to be on a conference call, when they have to get to an 830 reservation. Before you know it, your kids are 24, 25, 30 years old. Your mom's is no longer around. And you realize that you work for everybody else. Word. And what's still motiv- what motivates you still? You know, being the best father I can for my daughter, the fact that, uh, you know, we're talking Black History Month, that, uh, you know, in 1989, I stood in that corner of the Coliseum Mall, and I, I made a couple of bucks, and now I can hopefully try to encourage people that they don't have to be able to sing, dance, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, shoot a basketball. And if I, my, my, myself, that I can get to this point in my life, that anybody else can. So those things motivate me, you know? Have you relaunched Google, Google yet? No, but we did do a great collaboration. We did a relaunch collaboration, 25 years uh, anniversary. We have FUBU and Puma together, right? Charlamagne came over there and helped us launch it and yes, uh, with um, uh, Foot Locker. Um, so we have that out in stores now for Black History Month. So it's uh, the 50th anniversary of the Puma Suede mm-hmm. and the 25th anniversary of the uh, us launching FUBU. So that's out in the stores right now. Did you ever find it difficult to get black people to support black business? No. You know what? You know, it was, it was, it, it is, and it was really great. You know, when FUBU came out, you know, African-Americans um, and people of all color really supported it. They felt like it was something of theirs that they can cherish. Mm-hmm. But, you know, be very honest, as we went on, you know, everybody was like, you know, don't sell, don't sell. So we never sold. That was a big rumor. But then it would be, you know, a certain demo who would say, oh, we ain't touching that no more. You know what I mean? But... But, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You you know, uh, African-Americans have supported us for a long period of time. And, you know, they made the word FUBU just for us, by us, become right. only for African-Americans when it wasn't. It was for a culture of people who love hip-hop because back then when we started, I would address third base just as quick as I would address us. Or today, I would address Eminem. Just, it didn't matter. We weren't going to be prejudiced like, you know, the other companies were that cre- made us create something saying who's ever going to support the culture that that is, uh, you know, generated by African-Americans, the hip-hop culture, but is inclusive. How, do, how does the company cater and, and target black people would appeal to everyone? Is that possible? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I you know, listen, here, here's what I believe. I believe everybody in the world wants to be Americans and all Americans want to be black to some extent, right? Because They want to uh, be cool. They want to be black and, and they want to the cool. be cool because yeah. we, we, control the cool, we control the cool. So I think that, listen, you look at... Like things like rap and other other products like that, it has influenced the entire world and other cultures and and every aspect of cultures from the way people walk, talk, and and dress. So I do think people can market purely to a certain demo, and it goes everywhere because you can't market to everybody, you know, unless you're Apple, unless you're Samsung, some of these big companies. So mm-hmm. you have to start off with a certain demo, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Is it true Russell Simmons called and suggested you edit his advice from the book? Yeah, Russ, Russ was in the book, you know, first, and what happened, we sent out what we call the galleys, right? The books all to all the press and everybody, and they were reading, and Russell was in the book, and then he started going through these challenges, and he said, even as he was stepping down from all his companies, because he didn't want to taint all the good work that was being done with what was going on in his life, he said, this book is about empowerment, and I don't want to get in the way, because people are going to make it more about what's going on in my life, about instead of what's going on in the 15 other people's lives here who you can learn from, so he said... 
You absolutely should uh, should edit me out of the book. That's a, he he told me the exact same thing. He said when his name comes up, he said don't don't defend him because he doesn't want to get in the way of the Me Too movement. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, I you know he's gonna have to deal with what's going on in his life, but he's definitely not trying to say to other people. Yo, why you ain't do this? Why you ain't do it? He's yeah, like, yeah. that's my issue, my problem. I'm going to deal with it. I'm solve it one way or another. Did you feel like you should have edited it? Yeah, because, you know, listen, I, you know, end of the day, what's going on with him, neither one of us are judge and jury, and that's going to have to be settled between him and whoever the case is. But I have no idea of uh, any of the contributors in this book, what they went through personally in their life. I would have had to call all 15 other subjects yeah. and said, what happened in your life? I'm a man with three daughters, you know, and, and, and a great mother who raised me. I'm not sure what has gone on in some people's lives. And the readers, you don't want them to look at something and say, and be tainted by information. We don't even know what is true or not, right? right? Mm-hmm. But you don't want it to be gray, you know, a gray area. All right, we got more with Damon John. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Damon John in the building. When doing Shark Tank, what do you look for when, when investing into a business? The bottom line is I look for if I like the person, right? Because, uh, you know, and I'm going to I want to share this with people who may not be investing in companies just yet. But if I like the product, I could buy one. I could buy two, right? I could buy a hundred, but why do I have to deal with the company, right? If I if I like the you know if I like the company and I don't like the person, well, listen when I when I when I send my money over to Tesla or to Apple, they don't call me and ask how to put together a computer or a car. So I gotta like the person, and that goes for every single person listening. If you're going for a job interview or you're going for an investment, it's gonna be do they like you personally? Mm. You can come out of college and give somebody a resume all they want, but if I'm gonna sit next to you for eight hours a day, five days a week for the next five years. I want to know, can I deal with you? Do I like you? So everybody out there putting their headphones on at their office, not speaking to anybody, being unsocial. Well, when times go up and times go down, when times go down, there's five people in your division. If nobody likes you, guess who's getting cut first when they got to go down to two and three people? That's what's going to happen. Or when times are going well and people want to raise people and they want to give them more opportunity, who do you think they're going to go to first? They're going to go to somebody that everybody else likes in the division and they know that they can solve problems. They're not problem creators. They're going to be able to create revenue and bring people together. The human factor, no matter what, is never going away. Mm -hmm. And now that uh, houses and cars and everything else are getting smarter, the human factor is more important than anything else. So everybody else listening thinking they've got a great resume, your resume sucks if you can't do the job. Now, I'm not talking about a. I'm not talking about a surgeon. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> oh, they gonna have robots doing that. Too. <laughs> they can have them too. But, but if somebody had an idea or they had a product that was doing really well and the profit margin was incredible, really low overhead, but you didn't really like them. Even though it could be a huge, great, you still wouldn't do it. I don't want to deal with them at all. I, I'm, at I'm all. with you, man. I don't, I don't like. I don't like entertaining negative energy. I just don't know what's the point. Yeah, well, why are we doing this, right? Yeah, you, you, you got money. You got you got a position already. Why do you have to entertain, entertain this? Listen, well, especially like, like you know, like great broadcasts like you. You get to this point in your life where, you know, how many times you going to have to now kiss frogs? You've already kissed enough frogs <laughs> coming up, right? <laughs> well, I got to do this. At what point in my life do I got to stop dealing with crap? And, oh, you know you know what I'm saying? Man, so, you speak it to the, you preach it to the choir, man. <laughs> also, with um, getting a loan, we get a lot of people call here all the time, and they want a loan, and they're trying to invest in their businesses. How did you get your first initial money to start FUBU? Was it a loan or was it friends? Because people always ask, how can I get a loan? My credit's bad. How can I get money? Yeah. How can I get people in Good old Queens drug money. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? I started FUBU with $40, and you don't know what I had to do to earn that $40. But $40? $40. What did you do for that $40, David? Is that I stood episode? on the corner with a hat, man, and singing songs and dancing. I'm just joking. But I, I, started, <laughs> I started with $40. People want a loan for what? The, the main reason that small companies go out of business and startups is overfunding. They go out and they borrow too much. They go and mortgage the house before they've sold anything. Mm. They go and build a $10,000 website instead of a $500 Facebook page. They go and buy a whole bunch of inventory of stuff that they don't know necessarily sells just yet. And then they turn around, they got seven years of bad credit and nobody's talking to them. You know, Mark Zuckerberg started with one friend. I started with one hat. You got to start with just one. Or, you know what? You're going to borrow money from me. I'm going to give you $50,000 50% of the company, right? Uh, you get to $2 million, and now you got to raise another $500,000. Well, I'm not giving up my 50%. Who's going to give you the money then? All mm-hmm. right. So then you get up another 40%. Uh, percent. Now you work 10%. You might as well have been working back at Red Lobster because now you're working for, for the company, and you're not making any money. Mm-hmm. So stop asking for loans. Dig in your couch. You know, Stop going to dinner five days a month. Right. 
sell your car and get a car 10 years old and take the train and the bus a couple of times. Before you know it, that money will compound and you'll either make the mistake small and that money will be gone and you'll be able to just start again. Bounce back, right? Bounce back from it, you know, but uh, but uh, you, you can't borrow money. You can't do that. I can't do that because I need my Instagram to be popping now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look poor. Well, that's true, man. You could, uh, you could, you know, a lot of filters out there, baby. It's, filters. Because <laughs> as I've been trying to invest more and, you know, make my small investments right? in certain companies, people have told me not to invest my own money into doing something and that it would be a better idea to not take that risk with my own money. Yeah, those people are idiots. So those people are saying, you know, go out and use other people's money. But number one, if you if you have real investors around you uh, and, and you can have a circle of investors, they're going to say, well, if you don't believe in it, why should I believe in it? Not, you know, so you got to put in some skin in the game, mm-hmm. um, number one. And, you know, other people, OPM doesn't have to always be other people's money. Right. They could be other people's manufacturing, mind power, manpower, marketing, mentors. You can make money off of other people's mistakes. When I came out and I only had a couple of shirts, I went to Ralph McDaniels and I used other people's marketing. He put me on a network of uh, video music box and told everybody that, you know, this is going to blow up. I had 10 shirts in my basement. Mm. You know, before I know it, I started getting calls. You know what I mean? I started dressing all the bodyguards out there because I knew the big guys didn't have clothes because they either had to wear custom or those big white shirts. I dressed them because I knew they would never change their shirts. So these big guys started wearing the shirts all the time. The artists started saying to me, yo, man, why can't I get none? Because I kept dressing the, the cool bodyguards. So that FUBU would stand I out. Use, I was using other men. They were standing in front of clubs and they were standing next to LL Cool J. <laughs> so you, it was a big billboard. You probably thought that was the new Zulu nation. I, yeah, I was thinking outside the box. You know what I mean? Now, now you was uh, sitting down with Tyler the Creator and you talked about how millennials are grinding harder than the generation before them. Why, why do you feel that way? You know, I think some millennials get a bad rap. I think that a lot of millennials are told about these kids who are, you know, they just th- feel entitled. But if you really look at when I grew up, you know, the phone cut off. The phone was only on from 9 to 5 when I was at the office. This phone, this digital device is stuck to millennials their entire 24 hours. So they're answering it all times of the night. They also don't support companies that don't do stuff for others. You know, they're like, listen, you got to be a Tom Shoes or you got to be a Bomba Socks or somebody who gives every time I buy. And they want to improve the planet. Right. And there's also transparency, too. You can't hide and put out a junk product and or something without knowing what's going on, because they're going to blow the whistle on what's going on in a company. That's in real time. Yeah, in real time. So I think there's millennials. Listen, they're overthrowing governments with a cell phone and Twitter instead of guns, right? But don't you think that's the problem? Don't you think sometimes social media gives the illusion of, of hustling? It, it can all, it, it absolutely can, but when it comes down to the reality, the bottom line is going to be the person. You'll see what they're doing through the course of time, right? Mm-hmm. You can only lie but so much on social right. media, right? But what I'm saying is the work ethic of a lot of millennials and how they're conversing around the world with just their fingertips can be amazing. I know, I see two types of people on Shark Tank. Number one is the person that comes up that says the sharks have all the answers to me and they're going to just bless me and I'm going to be a gajillionaire mm-hmm. tomorrow. Well, then FUBU would be Nike if that was the case, if I knew everything, right? Mm. I see the other kids come up there who said, you're just a stepping stone to greatest success. And if you want to get on the train with me, that's okay. But the train's leaving regardless. And those are the kind of people I like. Now, you, you said uh, grinding more. It seems like it's a lot easier. Like, you think about it. Clothing line, when you had to clothing line every day, you just said you would have to go to the clubs. You'd have to go yeah. to the record labels. You'd have to grind. You'd have to get your ass out the house and walk. But it seems a little easier now because now... All they're doing is sending pictures and saying, hey, but it's oversaturated it's now. Everybody so, so, so you, you everybody has a club. So that's the problem. So I used to go to the club. Now, now, you know, there's seven million people in that club. You know what I mean? Because of the ability to sell and stuff. And I gotta get through that clutter if I was somebody coming up, right? I gotta but the best the the only advantage now is that technology has made it so that we can create things faster. So, you know, I've met kids who are taking orders every Monday. Mm-hmm. Going to the to the and and taking the money in from the from the customer, replicating the goods on mm-hmm. Tuesday and sending it out on Wednesday, and now they don't need inventory. That's, mm-hmm. So so why the hell you need a loan, right? Mm-hmm. Go out and get everybody's money right there and, and say I'm going to deliver. <laughs> on, yeah, make the goods, and now you got. And, and I used to make a shirt for ten, sell it to the store for twenty. They sell it for forty. You can make it ten and sell it directly to the customer for forty. Right. Right. So why go out and get a loan? So I, you know, technology has improved so many areas, but it's also hurt some areas because you got to find uh no matter what whoever you are you got to create a following it doesn't matter if you don't have a following your foundation is going to crumble 
And it, uh, yeah, you, you don't even have to really get the T-shirt made. You can just get the design made. Post the design. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you get the yeah, you get it on stitch list and all that design yeah. made. Boom, ship it. You never even okay. touched it. You you know you in the park on a skateboard. Well, Damon John has to go, guys. Okay, we know he's very busy. He's rising and grinding. He's rising yeah, so and grinding. Don't, don't, don't be hitting us up complaining. Why y'all only do 20 minutes with Damon John? <laughs> Damon John got to go. Okay, he got to go. But I gotta, listen, I got this, uh, this, this one of my tracks, one of my speaking tracks. People scored it so people can get amped in the every morning when they're going to work or on the treadmill. If everybody wants it, they can just hit up uh, The Wave because we're all riding this wave. You know, I hope you want to ride The Wave. So The Wave at 44222. If you just text that, it's free. You know, I'm not trying to be no rapper or they mm -hmm. just basically, you know, scored one of my speaking engagements to hopefully motivate people. So it's text uh, the wave, the four, four, two, two, two. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Love you. Pick up the book Rise and Grind Now. Damon John, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Birdman. Listen up. All the guys, the rumor report. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, this documentary, before anything, the Cash Money Story, is going to be released on Apple Music. That's going to happen on Friday. Initially, this was supposed to come out in the fall of 2016. Then the date got pushed back to May of 2017. And now it's finally coming out on Friday. Now it is going to be Birdman narrating his childhood and what inspired him to change his life's trajectory by launching Cash Money. I mean, I would watch that. I think the title Absolutely. is terrible. You should title it Respect. Before anything, you know he uh, he wanted to come back up here to the Breakfast Club recently. So I heard they yeah. want to come up this week. I think. I think, well, we we're all not in town, but I think he's I think he's still gonna come. I'm not gonna show up for that interview though. I'm um I'm gonna duck it. He's gonna come this week? No, not this week. He's oh. supposed to come this week. But we're Why are you gonna not, duck it? I'm not. I'm playing. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, he was supposed to come <laughs> this week. Well, here's the trailer for that documentary that comes out on Friday. As a kid, I saw it all. Everything went down on the block. And nobody was playing with that kind of money at this type of age. Everybody and they mom had some type of product from him. Growing up in these streets, watching a lot of my partners die and go to penitentiary. That's what I think turned his life on. Made me want to do something different in life. So I chose music and started Cash Money Records. So if they start from the beginning, they're going to start from when, like, Baby was a kid. How old is Baby first? 48. We gotta stop calling him baby. I'm just gonna call him Birdman from now on. Well, it's supposed to be also a soundtrack that goes along with this, so I guess we don't know all that information yet, but we'll know on Friday. I wanna see it. Yeah, I'll watch it. I would love to see that. All right, Travis Scott. According to sources, he is now a changed man after having a baby since Stormy Webster was born. Now, they're saying he's been on cloud nine since this happened, and friends have noticed that he's laughing a lot more. He's a lot calmer than usual. And that he is actually spending all his time on FaceTime with Kylie Jenner and his baby. Oh, the baby. Traveling. Maybe okay. two weeks old, I think, or a week, or a week and a half old. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. no, I, but didn't she already have the baby, but she announced it later? I thought she No, had, she had a Super Bowl. I thought she had it the same day as no, Super Bowl. No, she didn't have it the same day as the Super it was Bowl. Right before, it was before the Super Bowl because he actually skipped out on the Super Bowl party to go right. because the baby was born. So I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I thought she announced that the baby was a month old or something no. like that. No. No. She had a Super Bowl Sunday. That's what everybody was saying. She tried to shut down it. And he down actually the he canceled an event he had Super Bowl because the baby was being born. He had born. to fly back. All yeah. I'm saying is it's a little too early to be a good father. Okay. Father, Why? Father. I mean, you can see a change what? in somebody immediately once a baby is born. Yeah, it usually kicks in a little late for the father, man. Well, it's kicked in according to people close to him right away. All right, Janae Iko. She was on BBC Radio, and she's talking about her and Big Sean. They've been friends for a while before they actually officially started dating. But they can't say when that whole thing happened because if you remember, Janae Iko was supposedly married and then got divorced. And Big Sean was around before that, after that, throughout all of that. And she did talk about, in an interview, actually going on a date with somebody. It seems like Big Sean, because she talks about going to a basketball game while she was still in a relationship. Check it out. He wanted to take me out on a date. I had a boyfriend, but I still went. It was, like, to a basketball <gasps> game. You went on the date? Scandalous. I, but I, just as a friend, you know, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go. Like, I mean, I had never been courtside. And I was like, <laughs> and he's cool. So, yeah, I'm going to go. I told my boyfriend, like, I'm going to this game. Like, like we, we weren't really, like, on good terms. So it was kind of just like, I'm going to this game. You know, he was just like, whatever. Like, it was, like, bad. But he was still my boyfriend, so I wasn't going to do anything with Sean. 
Yeah, right. Nah, B. No, you can't go. <laughs> but, I mean, she did say they were on bad terms, though. Still, no, you can't go. I'm going to go courtside at this game. If you want to no see way. me, turn the TV on. <laughs> and it's a little different for her, though, because her and Big Sean in the same line of work. No, still no. But no he did ask her, like, Mm-mm. on a date, and she said, well, I'm in a relationship. So it was with the intention of, but, so, hey, I can't date you, but I'll go to the game. Yeah, I can't still. go on a date with you, but I'll go to the game with you and dinner afterwards. Okay. She didn't say nothing about dinner. You just added that in. Yes. Now, here's what you have to say (laughs) about her relationship ending and kind of deception. We didn't break up because of Sean. We broke up for other reasons because he was married secretly. I didn't know. He was married to his baby's mother who they weren't, they hadn't been together, but he he wouldn't give her a divorce. And I found this out because she basically told me and blah, blah, blah. She didn't know about the baby mother beforehand? Uh, well, she didn't know they were secretly married. Secretly married, so she didn't know that he was married. I guess he never told her that he was still married. Now she went on Twitter after this interview, and she said, "Maybe because I was homeschooled, I never understood the concept of gossip. Definitely seems like a high school activity." With that being said, I saw a negative spirited tweet about myself with lots of retweets and likes, based on one quote from a full interview that was about one moment in my life, which I did nothing but go to a basketball game. This quote has turned into gossip because of speculation. Before you respond, continue to read. Yes, I do have time today. In 2012, I was in a relationship with someone who was secretly still married to his baby's mother the whole year and a half we were together. This person was not Dot, so it wasn't her I'm gonna be honest with you. husband. The whole year and a half we were together I found out and we began to separate. He moved out of my apartment. We stopped speaking and then I went to a basketball game with a friend. Even though we weren't speaking I called my then boyfriend and let him know I was going because I'm considering. Does it matter though? Why is she explaining all of that? I guess because people saw that one clip and by, mm-hmm. and by the way, if you don't provide any grist for the mill, then people won't have anything to form an opinion on. It's right. not like they just pulled that out the sky. They're responding to what she said in the interview. She should have just put up a little basketball and put courtside bitch, you know, or something right, like that. My goodness, she. To show that she is unbothered. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, man, I need Esteban Loeza to come to the front of the congregation. Oh, he's, I, he's, I know you didn't say that right. What did I say? He didn't. What, what, what is it? Loisa? Loisa? Oh, boy. Whatever. Whatever it is, he's making Donald Trump smile right now. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Okay, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, February 13th goes to Esteban Loiza. Oh, drop one of the clues bombs for me for landing that one. Okay. Now, who is Esteban Loiza? Uh, he's a former MLB player who played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Texas Rangers, Toronto Blue Jays, Chicago White Sox, New York Yankees, Washington Nationals, Oakland Athletics, Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, he's been around. In fact, in 2003, he was a starting pitcher for the American League in the All-Star game. He's actually a two-time All-Star. And uh, that year, he also led the American League in strikeouts. He played 14 seasons. And the most important stat, he made $43.7 million dollars. In his career. Now, that's not a lot of money for baseball, okay? Not a money at all. Like, if I had to advise one of my clients in my PPM firm, and PPM stands for Proper Poom Poom Management, if I had to advise one of them when it came to dealing with Esteban, I would tell them to date him but don't get pregnant. Now, don't get me wrong, to make damn near $44 million in a lifetime is a lot of money. Just doesn't seem like a lot for an MLB player. And I would just simply have to see what this guy is doing with his money before I advise one of my clients in PPM to have a lifetime trap, I mean commitment like a child with this man, okay? And I would have been right because Esteban was arrested, ladies and gentlemen, and the reason he was arrested lets me know that he wasn't properly managing his money because if he was was doing what he was doing after making $44 million, okay, he wouldn't be in the situation he's in now. Now, what he got arrested for would make Donald Trump proud. Let's go to Sports Illustrated Wire for the report, please. Former MLB pitcher Esteban Loaiza is facing serious criminal charges in California. Loaiza was arrested last week in San Diego and is being charged with possession and transportation of cocaine for sale over 20 kilograms. The righty spent 14 seasons in the bigs playing for nine teams, including the Blue Jays, White Sox, and Dodgers, and retired following the 2008 season. 
The former pitcher was a two-time All-Star and finished runner-up to the Cy Young in 2003 with Chicago. Loaiza's bail was set at $200,000, and he's set to appear in court on Wednesday. Oh, Esteban Loaiza out here pitching that yay. All right. You just warmed our celebrity in chief Donald Trump's cold heart because he looks at you. Here's your name, Esteban Loaiza, and says, sounds about right. I told you they were bringing drugs. They were bringing crime. He might use you as an example to why that damn wall he wants to build is so important. But forget him. Let's talk about you. Now, I've been dead ass broke before, and that's one of the reasons that one of my AKAs is Frugal Vandross now, okay? I have been 30-something standing in the unemployment line because I had my first child and I needed those unemployment checks. Because of that, I know how to save a dollar or two, and there is no way that I will make $44 million in my life and have to resort to drug dealing. All right. It's just not happening. All right. I don't go chasing Barney's in Saks Fifth Avenue. I stick to the Walmarts and the Targets that I'm used to. Esteban Loiza, you made 44 million pesos in your lifetime. You make 44 million dollars. Just live like you got four million. That's the key. For example, the highest Esteban Loiza made in a single year was 2007 and 2008. And he made seven and a half million a year both years. Okay, so let's just cut that in half for taxes. So in two years, he made eight million dollars. All right, after taxes. That's not counting endorsements or anything. That's just salary. He probably had bonuses. He made money. But let's just keep it at $8 million after taxes. Do you know how well you can live with $8 million? See, what you don't do when you know you're making $8 million after taxes is go buy a $10 million house, okay? Go buy a $1 million house or a $2 million house. Just simply act your wage or act less than your wage and you will be fine, okay? If there's one way to end up not being on ESPN's 30 for 30 broke, it's to sell cocaine. But it will land you on ESPN's 30 for 30 jail. Okay, Esteban Loaiza made $44 million in his career, but he's out here selling kilos of cocaine. Now, he got caught with 20 kilos of cocaine. That has a street value of a half a million dollars. After making $44 million in your career, you out here taking penitentiary chances for a half a million dollars in cocaine? I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but how does that add up? Okay, he got three felonies: possessions of cocaine, possession of cocaine over 20 kilograms, possession of cocaine for sale, and transportation of cocaine. And his bail is two hundred thousand dollars. All this because somebody clearly didn't teach Esteban Loaiza how to properly manage his finances. Please give Esteban Loaiza the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. $44 million in your life, and you got to resort back to selling bricks, man. You deserve every bit of jail time that you may receive. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, we got to talk uh, Janae Aiko. Now, for people that's just joining us, what happened with Janae Aiko? Yeah? Well, she did an interview with BBC, and one part went viral, and that was her talking about a date that she went on with Big Sean while she was in a relationship. Check it out. He wanted to take me out on a date. I had a boyfriend, but I still went. But I, just as a friend, you know, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go. Like, I told my boyfriend, like, I'm going to this game. Like, like we, we weren't really, like, on good terms. So it was kind of just like, I'm going to this game. You know, he was just like, whatever. Like, it was, like, bad. But he was still my boyfriend, so I wasn't going to do anything with Sean. All right. right. See, he wasn't gonna, she wasn't going to do anything, but... All right. So, 800-585-1051. What's the question? Is Janae Aiko foul for going on a date with another man? I mean, would you let your woman, if you're dating, go out with somebody else? As a no. friend, because no. nothing happened. You can no. go out with him. Just no. stay with him. Don't come back here. No, you definitely not go. Either we all go or nobody no, goes. I ain't no, I ain't no, we, we all go. We only had two seats. You, it's not easy to... you go with him and you stay there. All right? I hope that game lasts forever. <laughs> yeah. All right? There's no way. 800 800- Five eight five one zero five one. Fellas, would you let your girl go to a, go on a date? They were on bad terms, though. Go out with friends or ladies? Would you go out with another man if you and your boyfriend were on bad terms? Go to a game courtside. Courtside, you know the camera's gonna be on you. Hell no. That's why you got to give him the heads up. No way. No way. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. What would you do? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking Janae Aiko in Yee's rumors. Now, what happened with Janae Aiko, Yee? She did an interview with the BBC and she talked about going out on a date. Well, she said it wasn't really a date, but Big Sean asked her out to sit courtside at a game. Mm-hmm. And she went, but she said it wasn't a date because she was in a relationship. But she let her man know. Yeah. And so they weren't the on good is, terms, by the way, her and her boyfriend at the time. Question is, would you allow your girl to go on a date with somebody else? I, no way in hell would you go on a date, sit courtside at a game. But no she way. said it wasn't a date. She told him that's I'm a in a date. relationship. No, that's a date. But you can't even put yourself in that situation because that's your wife. If it's a woman that you're dating, first and foremost, you don't allow her to do anything because because unless you unless y'all have made a commitment to each other, like a real commitment, she can do whatever the hell she wants to do. That's true. And going Gia, to that game is what she wanted to do in that moment. So how would, would you not react? allow me to go. Would you allow your girlfriend to, uh, uh, if you had a girlfriend, Charlamagne, to go? Uh, hypothetically speaking, if I had a girlfriend, yeah, I wouldn't care. And the reason I wouldn't care is because that's all she is is a girlfriend. And guess what? If The fact that she asked me to go to the game with him lets me know she already wants to go. So carry your ass because well, clearly she, you don't want to be here with me no more. She didn't ask. She told him she was going. It's even worse. She gave him a heads up. Word up. So that, that, that it's, it's out of my hands by that point. At that yeah. point, you should know you're not buying her nothing for Valentine. At that point, you should know it's over. Let that man yeah. take care of her on the 14th of February. Well, in my opinion, I kind of feel like she went because she knew it was over. Wait a because minute. Show said, me. What? Didn't he do this before? Who? Ye. No, I was with Didn't my friend. Didn't she go to a game and sit courtside and left? Yeah, ye did do that. No, <laughs> yes, she did. Ye. <laughs> yeah. No, ye. no, no, no. She went with her dude and left the dude to go sit courtside <laughs> with Mike Kaiser <laughs> and Jay-Z. I remember so ye, this vividly ye now. Ye kind of yes. did this. Yeah, you kind wow. of. I wasn't on a date, though. Yes, you were. You were with your boyfriend. That was your boyfriend. No. no. You was with your boyfriend. But that's somebody that is clearly, everybody knows is my friend. F that. Why you didn't bring him down there with you? There wasn't no space. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> God But damn. guess what? I knew it was over. Boy, that's don't trust these it. Asian women, man. That's what I'm learning. And <laughs> that's why I said for Janae Aiko in her situation, before you interrupted <laughs> nope. me, she knew it was over, and that's why nope. she felt like it was okay to go. So I'm you... not going to be with this guy anyway, so I'm not going to pass up going to the game and sit courtside. No, no, no. You Went to the game with the guy, Yee. Yes, you did. And you walked down from wherever you was at and she was sat the courtside with Jay-Z and Michael Kaiser. <laughs> yes, you did. So what are you talking I about? I went to go sit with Kaiser. So I, you, I left you guys at the game, So you too. broke up with the guy at halftime? <laughs> right there, he first quarter, broke up with him. Listen, all I'm seeing right now is don't trust Asian women in relationships. <laughs> I, left, I left Charlamagne and Envy at the game as well to go sit with Kaiser. Another situation. Uh, me and Envy were already sitting courtside. Yeah, we were sitting courtside already. Thank you. All right. Yes, so, we are. Sorry, DJ Self, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just throwing a little shot at Self because he hasn't gotten to sit courtside yet. Oh, my God. We've been sitting courtside one. for years. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is the Yoni lady. Hey, Yoni lady. Now, would you leave your boyfriend and go on a date and sit first class? Well, it's not a date. Go first with class. another friend and sit courtside? First class, definitely. <laughs> um, so basically, I don't see anything wrong with it unless you're crushing on Big Sean. The only way it would be wrong if she actually had liked him, if she didn't like him, it's publicity. I mean, they're celebrities. They you, hang out stop, stop right there. Well, you know very well she liked him because they're together now. <laughs> they did a whole album and they Whoa. all booed up. The other day she put up a post about I want to come sit on your face. So stop. Well, stop. Well, listen, she had, a, she, well, he was wrong. I don't know what he did. Maybe it was some um, Lawrence and Insecure type stuff going on in her household. So she had to upgrade. So <laughs> I really don't know what to say now. Exactly. You but you and you would have did it, right? Well, I'm the Yoni lady, so definitely I would have did it. Oh, I mean, okay. What the hell is the Nomi lady? The Yoni, Y-O-N-I. What's that mean? It's a Sanskrit word for womb. So I'm like the lady that helps women. I'm healing wounds and tightening poom pooms worldwide. What that got to do with you and dating women and dating other side. guys courtside? <laughs> Because, like, he is somebody that is perfect for the poo poo. I'm confused. According, I don't okay. know what you're talking about. All right. Thank you, Mom. Have a blessed day, Yoni lady. Yoni lady. 800-585-1051. If you were Janae Eichel, would you leave your boyfriend and go out with another man? And, fellas, would it be cool if your girl did that? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking Janae Eichel. What's she do, Yee? Uh, she actually told her, I guess, boyfriend at the time, and they were on bad terms, that she was going to, to a game with Big Sean, and they were sitting courtside. 
just so he would know. All right, and we're asking 800-585-1051. Is that cool? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Oh, yo, what's good? Good, good, good morning. This is Sean calling from Norfolk, Virginia. What's up, bro? What's up from the 757? We're talking Janae Aiko. Now, is that cool if that was your girl and she went out with another dude? Yeah, most, yeah, most definitely. If we single and she's not my girl. <laughs> no, that's your girl. It's your girl. Are you Come listening, on. man? Are you listening? Are you He's on drugs? He's being funny. He's being funny. No, no, no. I'm listening. But no, Charlamagne, I feel you. At the end of the day, she was dead wrong. At the end of the day, every relationship is based off of, uh, off of tr- trust. So if whether they was going through the strains or not, she should have kept it A1, told him that, you know, she wanted to go separate ways and then start pursuing a, a relationship or whatever she wanted to do with someone else. But regardless if they was good or bad, she should have uh, kept her ass at home or at least tried to make things work out with, with uh, whoever she was with. But she said, it was, she said it was pretty bad and they actually hadn't even spoken and she just was being respectful and telling him, but it was pretty much over. Well, if it was pretty much over, that sounded like it wasn't over. Word is born. Ain't she no said, she said he, had mo- he had moved out and everything. Nah, it ain't over. She called him. It ain't over. All right, thank you for your call. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Wade, man. What's up, bro? We're talking today, Aiko. What do you think? <laughs> Yo, I think, I personally think my girl, she's allowed to go on a date on the one condition. What's, What's the condition? If he's gay, well, go ahead. You could go ahead, even though you got a lot of men out there that that portray to be gay because I've been played before what? my ex-girlfriend. My You've ex-girlfriend, been gay before? What? No, I said I've been played. Played. Oh. Like, played. My ex-girlfriend, she introduced me to a, a friend of hers, and the guy, he looked gay. He had a skirt, everything. I thought the guy was straight out gay. Come and find out, my, one of my homeboys told me that they make they, they was making out in the mall and all that, and wow. um, I, yeah. I had like a little private investigator. So he tricked you? Know, you. Yeah, they tricked, she tricked me. I had a little private investigator that looked it up, and it was real. She lied to me. You know, so I feel like I, that that made me so jealous and insecure. I, I'm like, I'm like, um, uh, and DJ Envy. I like DJ Envy right now. You like DJ Envy? You like jealous and insecure? I'm married, sir. DJ and DJ Envy back in the day. What? I'm that. Oh, you thought he was cute? Man, right now, like. <clears throat> oh my goodness. The- Hang up, man. Hang up before I tell Donald Trump to deport you. Oh, stop it. What the hell you talking about? No. I, don't, I really don't know. What's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is if she is stupid enough to walk away, be smart enough to let her go. Because that's all this boils down to. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm cool with her going to the game with somebody or coming to me saying I'm going out on a date with somebody because at that point, we're not together no more. So just take her to the game. Feed her. Hopefully you got a place for her to stay because she's not coming back here. And that's why you got to keep the receipt on your Valentine's Day gifts, fellas, because you just never know. Well, my, my moral of the story is have fun courtside. You did. <laughs> we got rumors on the way, ye? Well, yeah. I mean, since we're talking about relationships and making sure you hold it down, find out how Beyonce checks people when they try to flirt with Jay-Z. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Dan, what about Beyonce and Jay-Z being your favorite people, too? I'm a Pinkett Smith Winfrey nose Carter. You know this. All right. Well, Tiffany Haddish told the story for TV One's Uncensored about meeting Beyonce and seeing Beyonce react when a woman tried to speak to Jay-Z a little too closely. Here's what she said. I was talking to Jay-Z for a little bit, and there was another actress that was there who was also talking to Jay-Z. And she she touched Jay-Z's chest, and Beyonce came walking up like, bitch. But she didn't say that. But her demeanor, her body, the way she walked up on her was like, hand off my man's chest, right? They're not going to invite Tiffany back to no more um, functions. <laughs> They probably thought it was amusing. And she also said she then started talking to the other actress and some other stuff happened, but I'm not going to say nothing yet. So she didn't say who the actress is. I know who it is. But she said that uh, she just went and had a good time after that. And she said she told Beyonce, I'm going to end up fighting this bitch. And she was like, no, have fun. (laughs) And she told Beyonce, I'm only going to have fun if you take a selfie with me. And that's when that selfie happened. Drop one of the clues bombs for her securing the selfie with Beyonce. Beyonce couldn't say no to that, right? Because then a fight would start. Yeah, she didn't want anybody to start fighting. That's when's that awkward. Sh- when's that TV One show come on? Uh, Uncensored? I think, I want to say this Sunday, but don't quote me on that. All right. Now let's discuss Black Panther. Expectations are being exceeded. Now they are saying that it's currently tracking to bring in $165 million during opening weekend. That's low. I'm so far, that's I'm what it's tracking right now. I'm saying over 200 for the first weekend. Now that would mean that Black Panther is among the top five or six openings for a superhero movie ever. 
Now, among those uh, top five, The Avengers was at $207 million. Mm-hmm. Avengers Age of Ultron, $191.3 million. Captain America Civil War, $179.1 million. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3, $174 million. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, $166 million. And then The Dark Knight Rises, $160.9. Now, the movies also sold more advanced IMAX tickets than any other Marvel movie according to IMAX Entertainment CEO. Well, Iron Man is the highest grossing Marvel movie ever. Iron Man 3 and uh, Black Panther is going to blow past that. And I saw the movie last night at the Marvel premiere and I'm going to see it again tonight because I got my own premiere. And I'm just not going to put no expectations on the movie. I'm just going to tell y'all that it's good. It's actually great. It's more than... It's, you should go see it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Would you say, because you've been very excited for it, it's the best movie you've ever seen? I mean, that's a reach. I just saw I'm the movie asking. last night. I'm I mean, <laughs> Best movie I've ever seen. I mean, it's it's a really great movie, and I can't wait to go see it again, and I'm going to see it again tonight. And if you're a Marvel film fan, I would just say that to me it's like Iron Man Part 1 times 100. Let me stop. I don't, see, I don't want to put no expectations on it. I'm just going to tell you it's a great movie. All right. We'll, we'll talk about it after everybody sees it this weekend. I'm going to make sure I check it out, too. And I don't mm-hmm. go see any of these movies. but Just keep in mind, I saw it last night, and I'm excited to go back to see it again tonight at my premiere. All right, now, let's talk about Adrian Broner for a second. I saw on Famulus yesterday that he was getting arrested in the mall, and apparently they're saying that he was arrested, according to TMZ, for allegedly sexually assaulting someone. Mm. Now, they're saying he was taken into custody late yesterday evening and formally booked for misdemeanor sexual battery. He's being held on no bond. He has to face a judge this morning in a few minutes. So they said he is reportedly being held for grabbing a woman by her genitals at the Louis Vuitton store. Oh, he wallin'. But cops have yet to confirm that. So I don't know what happened. You think Adrian Broner would be that ridiculous in the Me Too Time's Up movement? I would sincerely hope not. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I guess we'll know shortly because he's due in court right about now. All right, French Montana, he is trying to cash in on his name and he, right now he is trademarking his name for health and beauty products. He wants to put his name on fragrances, on non-medicated lotions and shampoos and mm-hmm. non-medicated toiletries. Mm-hmm. You don't even got to trademark that French. Ain't nobody buying no medicine called the French Montana. What about Unforgettable? Mm. <laughs> I feel like there's already... I feel like that too. That is a nice name for a fragrance. Uh, that is already something. That is a great name for a fragrance. Unforgettable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or how about Pop That? No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, Montana, that should be uh, coming to a, I guess, store near you soon. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. DJ Envy's coming up with the People's Choice Mix. You know the mix that he's been doing every day. At 9 a.m. That you choose because you... No, that's a lie. For seven years, he he gives y'all the phone number but never takes y'all requests. That mix is coming up at 9 a.m. Now you can tweet at DJ Envy. For no reason. And see if he'll play your song and... um, He might play it, but it's the luck of the draw. (laughs) And there you have it. Hopefully it's one of these uh, power songs and then you might hear it. All right, Revolt TV. Peace. It's The Breakfast Club.